You may be seated. Uh, we're going to review a couple of things that we talked about last week, and then we're going to go a step further. So if you would, open your Bibles to Psalms 124. We're going to be talking to you about part two, the Lord is on my side. Psalm 124 and uh, verse 1. This may have, may have thrown them a little bit up there, upstairs there because I, I preached an entirely different message in the first service. But it just seems good to the Holy Ghost to go this direction. Amen? So Psalms 124 in verse 1 says, If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side. Verse 2, If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, they would have swallowed us up quickly. When their wrath was kindled against us, then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The stream would have gone over our soul. The proud waters had gone over our soul. Verse 6, Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as a prey to their teeth. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we are escaped. You know, the enemies has traps for you, doesn't he? But if God's on your side, what difference does it make who's against you? Verse 8, our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. So we see here very clearly that he went through some things. The emphasis is on through. We may go through some difficulties. But even though we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, we're not afraid. Why is that? Because He's with us. He is with us. Amen? So in life, we are going to have some challenges. Jesus said, in the world, you're going to have some tribulation. But He says, don't stop there. Get happy. Be of good cheer. Why, Jesus? Because I have overcome the world. And I have deprived it of its power to hurt you or to harm you. That's good. And that's the reason you and I have the privilege of living by faith. That when everything looks dark, when everything looks bleak, when everything looks bad, we can be of good cheer because we have the victory that overcomes the world. Now listen to this statement. I got this in between service. For every test, there is triumph if you will trust Him. For every test, there is a triumph if you will trust Him. You see, the truth of the matter is, there's no temptation taking us, but such as is common to man. But our Heavenly Father is faithful, who will not suffer us to be tempted above our ability that He's placed on the inside of us. But He will always, with the temptation, provide a way of escape for you and for me. The Amplified says that He provides a safe landing place for you. Hallelujah. There is safety in the name of the Lord. There is escape from tragedy in the name of the Lord. There is victory over temptation, tests and trials. As we trust Him, we can believe God that we will be safe in this world. Amen. Hallelujah. So it's good to trust Him. It's good to put your trust in Him. He has a good record, you know. 
He has a good record of being faithful. He has a great record of splitting Red Seas, of causing Jericho's walls to fall. He has a great record of moving in a stone and through a, a sling and causing Goliath, hallelujah, to fall dead. Amen. Woo! You know, the Bible says that when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. And that's what happens to all of our enemies. I love it, don't you? Now look over at Psalm 118 and verse 6. Psalm 118 verse 6 says, The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? When the Lord says He's on your side, that's the opposite of Him being against you. Say it with me. He's not against me. He is for me. Notice verse 7 and 8. It says, The Lord takes my part with them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. Verse 8, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in who? Amen. Amen. The word of the Lord came to us this morning. Take your eyes on your mind and your mind off of who, I mean on on how and put it on who. Amen. Glory to God. Notice this, it's better to put your trust or your faith in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Now man can fail you. Medical science can fail you. The government can fail you. Can I get a witness? Amen. Wall Street can fail you. Up one day, down the next. All those things in the world system can fail you. But you and I have been delivered out of the world system and we're over in the kingdom of God and when we trust Him, hallelujah, and put our confidence in Him, we don't have to fail. You and I can triumph in Christ Jesus. Amen. Verses that go along with that, some trust in chariots, some in horses, but who are we going to remember? We will remember the name of the Lord our God. You see, the Bible says the horse is prepared against the day of battle, but safety is of the Lord. Amen. I want to make this other deposit into your spirit today. I just want to say this. If anything looks too big to you, you're not looking at him. I'm going to say it again. If anything looks too big for us, we're not looking to Him. Amen? But you can look to Him because He is the author and the finisher of our faith. And then look at Romans chapter 8, verse 31. This is all by review. Romans the 8th chapter, the 31st verse. says... If God is for us, I like to say it this way, since God. Since God. There are no and ifs or buts about it. God's for us. So since God is for us, who can successfully be against us? Amen? In order for the enemy to be successfully against you, he'd have to be bigger than God. One translation says this, with God on our side like this, how can we lose? 
What is it that would ever stop him for being for you? Nothing is ever going to separate you from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, look it over at 1 Peter chapter 5. And notice verse 7. Great verse of Scripture. We'll look at verses 7 right on through verse 9. 1 Peter, the 5th chapter. Notice this. In the 7th verse, because he loves us so much, he doesn't want us carrying care. Because he's so much for us and so much with us, he told us, casting all your care upon him. For he cares for you. Some of you need to do that right now. Just put your hand over your heart, one hand toward heaven and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I repent for carrying the cares of this life upon my shoulders. You said in your word, do not be anxious about anything. Casting all your cares. So I cast all my cares. All my cares about money. All my cares about my body. All my cares about my loved ones. I cast all my cares about this nation. I cast them all. I cast them all. Every one of them. On you. And I thank you Lord. That you care for me. Now lift both hands toward heaven and say this. And I receive your peace. I receive perfect peace. Shalom, shalom. I declare nothing missing, nothing and broken. It is well with my soul. Some of you need to wake up tomorrow morning and look in the mirror and say, Buddy, it is well with your soul. It is well. Some of you need to point to your body and say, It is well with my body. Some of you need to point at the refrigerator <laughs> and say, It is well with my pantry. Some of you need to point at your grandkids and your children and say, It is double well with my loved ones. Amen. You know, did you know that's scriptural to do that? Did you know that it's scripture for you to live carefree? Not to have a worry? Amen. It's scriptural for you and I to walk in a peace that passes all understanding. Oh, that is so good. Now, the world will tell you you've got to have some fear. The world will tell you you've got to have some worry. The world will tell you, well, everyone, you know, worries about something at some time. No, I believe that you and I can get to a place in our relationship with God that we're living a carefree life. Now, I didn't say a careless life. I said a carefree life. Amen? Glory to God. You know, this room's getting better all the time. Some of you came in so heavied out that you could hardly lift up your hands during worship. But look at your sassy self now. Go ahead, lift up your hands. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Carefree carefree perfect peace that's me say with me carefree carefree perfect peace 
That's me. Point to your neighbor and say, that's you too. Oh, hallelujah. Take your hands off the wheel. You know, Carrie Underwood's under, under, Underwood sang that song. Jesus, take the wheel. Amen? Jesus, take the wheel. Some of you need to take your hands off the wheel. You know, they used to say something to us, you know, in AA. You know, AA was okay. Amen. It was good. It helped me. Amen. NA was good. It helped me. But Jesus was better. <laughs> and I give him all the glory. But one thing they told us, you know, uh, people that live addicted lifestyles like I did, you have regret of the past. And, and sometimes you look back and, you, and, and the enemy tries to toy with you about that. But you know what they tell you over and over again? You need to let go and let God. Let go. Let go. Stop trying to do it in your own strength. Stop trying to figure it out. Let go. And let God. Let God bring the money in. You don't have to go around telling everybody what your need is. The Bible doesn't say go to everyone in the church and let your request be made known to the members. No, it says let your request be made known to God. Let God. Let God do it. Woo, hallelujah. It's getting lighter in here all the time. It's getting brighter. Woo, somebody was just, whew, glory to God. Not in your own strength. Not in your own might. It's not by power. It's not by your own might. But it is by the Spirit of the living God. Oh, say it with me real strong. I'm depending on Him. My trust is in Him. I let it go. And I'm letting God do a great work in my life. Mm. Hallelujah. Now, there are times where He will lead you and direct you to do something. Amen. But the directions that come from Him on what to do are better than things you make up in your mind. Let's, let's look at Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Amen? Hallelujah. I'm trusting in Him. My trust is in Him. Hallelujah. Amen. My trust is in Him. Read it with me, verse 5. Trust in the Lord... With all thy heart. Now what does that tell you? What does that tell you? Faith is of the heart. Reasoning is of the head. When you trust in him, you're not leaning on this. When you're leaning on this... You're not trusting in Him. Trust in the Lord 
with all thine heart. That's with your spirit. And lean not to your own understanding. Now notice verse 6. In all thy ways. How many ways? How many ways? Some of thy ways. The big things. No. In all of your ways, acknowledge him. Acknowledging him is part of you trusting him. When I acknowledge him, I'm giving him place to lead me, to guide me, and to direct me in what I should do. In all of your ways, acknowledge him. And here's what he'll do. He shall direct. Oh, hallelujah. He shall direct your paths. Mm-mm-mm. Now notice verse 8. Be sober. That's a word for some of you. Be sober. Be vigilant. Why? Because your adversary. Now notice that word adversary. That word adversary means one who opposes you. We've discovered that God is for us. He is on our side. But we have an opponent, an adversary that opposes us. And that is why he tells us to be sober, to be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He opposes us. He is against us. But we have someone who is for us, and he gave us faith to resist the opposer. Look at verse 9. Verse 9 says, Whom resist, not that guy, resist steadfast, 1 Peter 5, 9. Did I give you the wrong reference? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 9. Whom resist steadfast with what? Whom resist steadfast with your faith. So, for the rest of our time, I want to talk a little while on how the enemy works against you. And how he works against me. We have an, we have a, an opponent And the number one thing that he uses against you is accusations. Accusations. Just like he accused Jesus, he will accuse you. Just like he tempted the master, he will tempt you. Now look at Revelation Chapter 12. And I'll wait till we get there. I'll make sure we get the right verse this time. 
Revelation chapter 12. And notice with me in verse 7. Revelation, the seventh, twelfth chapter, and the seventh verse says, And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceives the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. How many of you know that lies blind and lies bind? In verse 10, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down. Which did what? He accused them before our God day and night. He is against us by bringing his accusations before the throne of God. He is against you by accusing you. If you were really healed, you wouldn't have that pain in your body. If you were really the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, you would not have talked to your wife that way last night. If you were really a Christian, you would not have shaken your fist at that person that cut you off in 880. <laughs> if you were really, 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 if God really met your need, if He really met your need, you wouldn't be late on your rent. Accusations. Straight from the pit of hell. Bring images of defeat into our soul. He is the accuser, the abuser, but he is also the biggest loser. He is a big loser. And verse 12, 11 shows us why. Did you wear your shouting clothes today? Don't be moved by his accusations. Be moved by what Jesus has already overcome for you. Read verse 12 with me real good. Ready, read. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Two things. Number one, we overcome his accusations by the blood. I said we overcome his accusations by the blood. We need to be pleading the blood and declaring the blood over our spirit, over our soul, over our body, over our nation. In the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus over that accusation. I cast it down in Jesus' name. We overcome his accusations because you and I have been blood-bought. We've been cleansed. We've been sanctified. We've been purified. Come on, lift up your hands and say, because... 
of the blood of the Lamb. But not only that, notice verse 11 in part 2. The first part is we overcome by the blood of the Lamb. The second part is once you know that, you need to add your testimony to it. And by the word of your testimony. What you say about those and to those accusations when they come is extremely important. Don't just sit there and take the enemy's tactics and thoughts. Don't just sit there, open your mouth and start declaring that you are the redeemed of the Lord, that you are the righteousness of God in Christ, that you are the healed and you are the prosperous. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now go over to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. I want you to notice verses 1 through 3. Genesis chapter 12. Said, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. How many of you know God's got to get you moving sometimes before He can show you some things? Amen? Verse 2. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and I will make thy name great, and thou shalt be what? The Amplified says, you shall be a blessing and you shall be a person that dispenses good to others. Say with me, I'm blessed to be a blessing. But here's what I want you to see in context of what we're talking about. How that he's for you, he's with you, he's in you, and he's on your side. Oh, hallelujah. Verse 3 says, and I will bless them that bless you. But not only will I bless them that bless you, I will curse him that curses you. Somebody says, well, that's talking to Abraham. If it's talking to Abraham, he's talking to us. What do you mean he's talking to me? Well, the Bible says, if ye be be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed, and you're an heir according to the promise. So when God spoke to Abraham that I'm going to bless you, that bless you, and I'm going to curse them that curse you. He's talking to you and he's talking to me. That means that God is opposed against the curse coming against your life. That means that he is against what's against you. Hallelujah. Now let's go over this again. Verse 3. And I will bless them that bless you and I will curse them that curse you. And in these shall all families of the earth be blessed. Say with me, I am Christ. And I am Abraham's seed. And I am an heir according to the promise. Now, quickly go over to Exodus chapter uh, Exodus chapter 23. Exodus chapter 23. I saw this when we were praying this morning during the worship time when the Lord spoke and said some things are going to be overturned. I saw this in my spirit. I saw, as it were, 
things going down a line and it was going the wrong way. But right smack dab in the middle of that path, the Lord was standing against it. It could have been an angel standing against it and then overturning it. Hallelujah. Look at verse 22. It says, But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice. Of course, that's in reference to an angel. Hallelujah. If thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak. We could say it in New Testament terms. If you will obey the voice of the Lord your God and do all that he says to you. Come on. Or if you do have an angelic visitation. And angels have been known to show up. Right? Some of you have seen your angel. How many have seen an angel before? I wake up every morning and see an angel. Absolutely. I see a beautiful angel right there. Hallelujah. Well, in the last days, in the day in which we live, angelic activity is going to be increased. It really shouldn't be anything for us to be surprised if we see an angel. What that is, is discerning of spirits. And God just opens your eyes to see into the realm of the spirit. But listen, folks, whether you ever see an angel or no, the angels of the Lord are all around us here today. If God would open your eyes, I'd see a big angel standing right over there near George. I'd see, I'd see a host of angels all around this whole auditorium. Hingo sabre denge de Jonah. Him given his angels charge over you and to keep you in all your ways is him being for you. Amen. Good and no evil befalling you. Neither any accident overtaking you. Neither any disease causing your life to end prematurely. Him giving his angels charge over you in that regard is him being good to you and him being for you. I know the angels of the Lord watched over me very carefully when I was a teenager. Somebody says, but you weren't born again. That's the mercy of God. Don't you dare give up on your loved ones, even though they may be far from God, far from far from home. They're not far from God. If you'll pray and you loose the angels all around us, Hallelujah! We got we got someone standing in the way of our enemy. Oh yeah, we're to have the shield of faith up. We're to have the armor of God on. And we're to say the, what the Word of God says. And we're to do our best to live life 
in holiness and in purity. But oh, thank God, we've got heaven's resources all around us. Mm. Oh, hallelujah. Notice verse 22. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, oh, 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 then I will be an enemy unto your enemies. <laughs> and I will be an adversary. In other words, I will oppose what opposes you. Hallelujah. Read that last part of that verse. I'm about to get happy up in here. Woo, glory to God. Let's read it together. Then I will be an enemy unto thine enemies <laughs> and an adversary. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. Mm. No wonder he said no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. Woo, glory to God. When he's an enemy to your enemies and when he's an adversary to your adversaries, that's another way of saying he is for you. You do not know how many times the Lord has spared you. I'm the other night, two Wednesday nights ago. I was a little bored because I haven't been preaching on Wednesday night. I can hardly wait to start preaching again on Wednesday night. Thank God for the small groups, but I got, I'm ready. Hallelujah. And I said, Brenda, I'm a little bored. Let's go for a drive. So we're driving through the old neighborhood and then we're driving over in Newark Boulevard. We're driving in areas we'd never been before in Newark. And then we're fixing to take a right and we looked at a sign and a car went by us and just about hit us. I didn't even see him. That was ignorance on my part. But God will make up for your ignorance and give his angels special charge over you. If you will fear him. I believe that night God spared our life. Woo, hallelujah. Shh, I better not say that. Was I wrong? Did I take my eye off the road? Was I paying attention to what I was doing? I was not. Should I have been? Yes, I should have been. But the mercy of God. Listen, folks, without his help, we're not going to make it. I said, without his help, we're not going to make it. <laughs> but we have his help. I said, we have his help. Our help is in the name of the Lord our God. And if you and I are going to make it all the way to the finish line, it's because God sustained us. It's because God helped us. Put your hands up in the air and say, God's helping me. I'm listening to his word. I'm obeying his voice. And he is an enemy to my enemies. He redeemed me from the curse. In closing, I think, turn with me to Malachi chapter 3. That's Malachi chapter 3. Malachi is the Italian version.
Malachi chapter 3. Hallelujah. Verse 8. Malachi 3 says, Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me, but you say, Wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. But notice verse 10. This is us, right? That didn't get a heart big enough. Amen. <laughs> Verse 10. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. And prove me now herewith, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Here's what I want you to see. Verse 11. This is so good. I want you to see this. And I will... Rebuke the devourer for your sake. I will be an enemy to your enemies. I will be an adversary to your adversaries. <laughs> oh, glory. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Now listen to this. And he shall not destroy your refrigerator. He shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field. This is what the Lord says. Now I got this. Listen to this statement. A big part of prosperity is money that you did not have to spend. I'm going to say it one more time. Just because I'm feeling like James Brown up in here today. I feel good. Amen. A big part of your prosperity is the money you didn't have to spend. And you know what? God will raise people up to help you. God will give you wise counselors all around you. Just recently, you know, we did some quotes on the parking lot outside and and we need to re-slurry it. And it's going to start in May where they're going to kill the weeds. And then in June, they're going to re-slurry the front parking lot. I know it's been a long time coming, but it's happening. Amen. Well, you know, we got quotes for, you know, 40-some thousand dollars. But God raised up someone to speak into our life. Amen. Sometimes you can just go ahead and do things quickly when you should just back off and say, Okay, Lord, what do you got here? God raised up a man to help us to get a better company to do a better job for us for about $10,000 less. Amen. Now, that's God being for us. I mean, no, spend, no sense of spending $10,000 extra when you don't have to. Amen. No sense you spending all sorts of money when you don't have to, when God has got the leading, He's got the guidance, He's got the direction you need, that's God being for you. That's God being an enemy to your enemies. Oh, stand up, everybody. Amen. That's enough for today. Raise your hands up and say, Thank God. I've been redeemed from the curse of the law. Thank you, Jesus, that you are on my side. And you are working on my behalf. Pastor Tom, come on up here and stand with me right here. Stand up here on this step.
Pastor Tom is one of the most diligent associates I've ever seen in my life. He is. And I want to, I want to tell you, because of his diligence and because of him diligently searching out for a tremendous deal, he has saved this church thousands and thousands of dollars. Amen? A man of God like this standing with us is God being good to us. Amen. Thank you so much. And I know you could testify. <laughs> You'll get your chance real soon. Amen. Praise the Lord. Say it with me, I've been redeemed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Amen. Go ahead and play something, PT, if you would. You guys have been so gracious today. Listen so well. Thank you for believing God with me. We didn't go that great in the first service. I kind of had a message that I probably shouldn't have preached. But praise the Lord. God's good all the time anyway. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Come on up here, sweetheart, and help me pray here just a moment. Hallelujah. Just, just pray. It's 1226. You can still beat the Anglicans to, to the restaurant. Hallelujah. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Best way I know to describe this is you, you've been heading down the wrong way. You're going the wrong way. You're on the wrong road. You're on the wrong road. Time for you to get off that road and get on the right road. Get on the right road. Get, get off that path. The Lord says there's danger ahead for you if you don't. Get off that path and get off it today. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I want to know who that, that person is. No one looking around. Just raise your hand all over this auditorium. All over this auditorium. Who is that? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You can put your hand down. No need to keep it up. Sir, the Lord brought this uh, up today, first and foremost, because He loves you. But secondly, because He's got something so much better for you. Amen? And I believe what the Lord is saying, if you'll just make this adjustment today, things will begin to turn around for you. Things will begin to turn around. Turn around. Turn around. Turn around. Everyone say, turn around. Ha, ha, ha. Hallelujah. We're going to pray in just a moment. And then there's, there's others of you. You've known some things you're supposed to be doing, but you haven't been doing them. And the Lord's just saying, it's time now. Stop wasting time. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. If you're going to do what you know to do, you better get busy and start doing it right now. We're not always going to be here. Jesus is coming soon. I don't want anyone looking around. This is nobody's business. It's between you and the Lord. But for those of you that that word is for, I want you to slip your hand up. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You can put it down. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. How many of you believe God with me? Just start praying in the Holy Ghost for a moment. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Everyone raise your hand. We're going to pray with our brother that raised his hand first and foremost. Hallelujah. Yeah, you go, go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. And a lady too that raised her hand, Brenda said. Oh my, 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 my. Yeah. Say, say this with me, Lord Jesus. Thank you for showing me that. I, I know what's right. And I know I've been on the wrong path. You said your word. You set before me life and death, blessing and cursing. Today, April 29th, at 12.29 p.m., I choose to get off the wrong path and to get on the right path. I choose life. I choose life. I make my adjustments right now. In the name of Jesus, I choose to live for you. I choose the blessing and I choose to do what is right. And I thank you, Lord, for your help and for turning things around for me in the name of Jesus. Brenda's a church girl. She grew up in church. They would end every service at the altar. They would end every service at the altar in a time of prayer. Just saying, Lord, I'm yours. I'll do what you told me to do. I'll go where you called me to go. I make my adjustment today in the name of Jesus.